Hello. Hello. Hi, Paris. How are hey. you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. So I just wanted to let you guys know that this episode is going to be different from other ones that I've done, just because this is a much more serious topic and not that the other ones that I've talked about weren't serious, but this is something that I wanted to bring Sandra on to talk to everyone about and actually have a conversation with her about this issue that's been going on in our country for a very long time. But more recently with the murder of George Floyd that actually ended up happening and triggering so many different things. And I had a conversation with her after that happened where she shared with me her experiences with racism, discrimination, and actually opened up my eyes to things that I have never heard before. And I have never heard in that way before. So I really wanted to do this episode so she can come on and we can have that this conversation about this topic. Um, so yeah, so that's just a little intro about what we're going to be talking about. But as you guys can see from the title, um, this episode is called The Bigger Picture. And the reason I decided to title the episode that is because I really want to emphasize the bigger picture here with everything that's going on right now we're in this country that we're living in and all of the stuff with racism, discrimination and everything going on regarding that and really have Sandra share her experiences, her story and how she's shown me so a lot more than I knew previously um, before having a conversation with her because I've actually known her for over 10 years and we went to the same middle school. So um, we basically grew up together. So, and she shared things with me that I had no idea that had happened to her. And I was just so mad and sad and disgusted and had all these emotions because of the things she shared with me. So yeah, so I really wanted to have her kind of share a little bit about her experiences with racism and discrimination with you guys. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, Paris. Um, yeah. It's always a pleasure to be on your platform. Um, I know it's like a, a weird time right now and everyone's um, kind of like in a way where they don't know how to feel or think and 2020 has just been a a crazy time I can mm-hmm. say um, not just with what's going on now but other things that we have to also deal with so I think it's just um, yeah I, I don't even I have no words so mm-hmm. yeah no for sure because I mean I, I feel like nobody really thought that 2020 would be like this nobody you know was like oh let's get ready for the coronavirus let's get ready for all of this all of this stuff that's happening and it's just it just seems like, you know, that it's just, it's everything's so unexpected. And, um, you know, part of that was, you know, I, what, what you said before is how a lot of people don't know really how to react or what they don't know what to say, or they don't know how, you know, they should feel or how to express themselves in a way that's going to get their point across without trying to offend other people. Because right. I feel like that's, a huge thing is so many people want to speak out and say how they feel and say what they've seen is wrong and not right. But I feel like so many people are afraid to do that because they don't want to deal with backlash or criticism or other people saying things about them. So some people just choose to be silent and not say anything, but what is your what is your opinion on that like what do you think um what do you think more white people could do to show their support to the black community during this time um i think there's various ways that um 
Well, first of all, I can just say that white people are already showing a lot of support by donating,、mm-hmm. uh, going to pot, like going to、um, uh, protests, and this has been the first time where there's more. White people protesting than they are colored people, and to me, that、um, says a lot because it's it says to me that the pretty much saying we hear you, you know,、mm-hmm. and t- to me that's so、um, it's so touching because for a long time we have been fighting and fighting by ourselves with. No one standing side by side to us who doesn't look like us, you know,、mm-hmm. and or if they are, it's not a lot of people. But to see not just the United States fighting, but other countries fighting, like Syria, Australia, the UK, it's the whole world is fighting, and that just、mm-hmm. shows you that this is not just a problem in the United States. This is a problem all over the world. Mm-hmm. And、um, like I was talking to you before, there's two viruses that have hit the world, and it's it's corona, and it's racism. And I don't know if the universe just aligned this to happen the way it happened in 2020, but I always believe that there's a reason. Yes, 2020 hasn't been the best of the way people planned it to be. But I feel like 2020 is the year of clear vision. We're able to see the things that we either put on the side and we didn't want to see, or we're able to now see things that we didn't know before. And I think、mm-hmm. that's the beauty of all this. And the only reason I just wanted to explain the beauty of it first is because I just didn't want to dive into the negativity of it,、mm-hmm. um, because. Because of all this, there's beauty coming out of it. You know, there's、uh, movements going on. There's laws that are being put in place. There's justice that's being served. Things that we usually have to wait years to see change. Think this is happening within weeks. If this、mm-hmm. is happening within weeks, that just shows you that this can be fixed. You know, and.、Mm-hmm. They can be changed, and if if this doesn't prove things to people, I don't know what will.、Um, mm-hmm. That and I think, like to answer your question, I think the way white people, not just, I just want to clarify this because I don't want to just、um, attack white people. It's just society、mm-hmm. has made us believe that yes, racism came from like a black and white thing, you know. Back from、mm-hmm. the sixties of slavery, and that's how it all started. When it all started, as black people, they did not say, "Hey, please pick me, pick me. I want to be enslaved. I want to be hated on. I want this to happen to me." We didn't ask for this, and、mm-hmm. um, it sucks because it's always been a black and white thing. But as time goes by. I've seen、uh, allies of not just white people who are racist. I've seen Latinos who are racist. I've even seen black people who are racist to their own kind. So、mm-hmm. the way you can help,、um, like the way white people or people who don't see eye to eye with or judge you because of the color of your skin, is just have empathy. Like how you mentioned in your last podcast. Have an open heart when you meet someone.、Um, donate to foundations. There's a lot of foundations out there、um, where you can donate to educate yourself, sign petitions, and、um, vote. That's like the biggest thing because that's just the way、um, America runs. We run on voting. We run on. Uh, relying on one person, we look up to that one person. So if that one person can say, "Hey, this needs to change," then that that makes a big difference at the end of the day.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like what you said before is just showing showing your support and showing showing the black community that you hear them, that you see them, that you feel them, even though you're not. You can't sit there and say, "I know how you feel," because 
I'm white. I was born white. I don't know. I do not know what it's like to be pulled over and have someone question if I stole a car or be questioned going into neighborhoods if I live here or not. And I don't, I don't know what that's like. And just being able, I feel like what the point is just to show that we that we understand this is an issue and it's been an issue for a very long time. And this isn't something that I've like I I've always known that there is racism in this country, but I've never seen it like this before. I've never seen it so magnified and so just like how it is now. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never lived lived in a time like that because I know people who I live around who told me they lived through riots in the 60s. They lived through different things like that and they would they tell me, you know, this you know, some of them say this is never this might never go away. This might not ever be better, but I feel like if our generation starts to educate our children educate people and l- just let them know what it's what it's like and help them understand then i think it it could get better you know it could improve and get better but i don't i don't know if there's a way to completely eliminate racism and discrimination forever i don't know if 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 there is a way to do that but i i know that there is a way to educate people right um so yeah just to like bounce off what you said like educating your kids is a very key thing because some no person is born racist um for example i can if i could share a quick quote from jane alliant um Mm -hmm. she says you're not born racist you're born into a racist society and like anything else if you learn it you can unlearn it but Mm -hmm. some people choose not to unlearn it because they're afraid they will lose power if they share with other people we are afraid of sharing power that's what it's all about and wow when i read that quote a lot of key words like hit me um racism is something that is learned and i know this because my first boyfriend was white and his parents were racist and he was always scared to uh take me to his house or like um like if his parents were around he'd have to pretend like we're not together and Mm -hmm. as soon as and to me i used to think how come if his parents hate black people how come he doesn't hate me and he used to hate it he's like i hate that my parents are like this i hate that this is the way they think and with dating him i realized people are not born racist it's from whatever they've learned or whoever whoever in their family was racist beforehand i've even met elderly people who are so stuck on their ways because they were born in the 60s where racism was a norm where like looking down on a black person was a normal thing to do so they're already Mm -hmm. like stuck in their ways but when someone is stuck in their ways you can be unstuck in your way it's your choice to do so or not you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's what people don't understand and i think the and i i also think when people brush off like you know i don't want to talk about this why are people complaining it's not that big of a deal those are people who see it and they choose to just dismiss it or people who Mm -hmm. just don't want to see the reality of things because they're so comfortable with where they're at because they don't have to deal with being pulled over they don't have to deal with getting shot if this was happening to white people i'm pretty sure white people will be fighting just as hard as we are to be seen to be heard Mm -hmm. you know to have the same um to have the same power as everyone else and yeah in in jane elliott's quote where she says people are afraid to lose power that strikes me really hard because i know that's the big issue when it comes to racism for the longest time uh with my experience i've seen that when i enter a workforce that's like quote unquote meant for a white person 
and it's a high class and they see my resume and they see oh this girl is way better than me and mm-hmm. I it's, instead of saying oh my god this girl's way better than me let me hire her and the funny thing is um in the this is just like an, a quick example but in the past um when I used to get phone calls for interviews, they'll look at my resume. They're like, "Wow, this girl's really great. She knows multiple languages. She's smart, and all this stuff." And on top of that, my name is Sandra, so automatically they think I'm white. And then mm-hmm. they hear me talk on the phone, and I have like I have an accent, and it's mostly on the European side. They think I'm white. And then when they see me in person. I'm automatically dismissed. Oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. we don't have a job for you. And wow. To me I used to think is it cuz I'm black? But then I realized no. It's cuz people are afraid that a black person is going to be like cuz for the longest time white people were ruling over black people telling us what to do or their maids or their gardeners for the longest time. So imagine having that set in your mind and then having a black person having a house and they the white person is a slave they can they can um deal with that and that's mm-hmm. the thing with power no i don't want a black person to have power like me i want them to be below me and i know that's the big reason why racism still exists today and that's why the whole cop thing is a problem because cops mm-hmm. have power they know if i have this badge and i'm white and i stopped this black person this black person has no choice but to listen to me because i have this badge because a mm-hmm. badge is a is a symbol of power you get what i'm yeah. saying and so yeah. when you throw fit like when you wave that in someone's face automatically i'm like i'm like backing off because oh wow you have a badge i by law i have to obey you and when someone knows they have that power it manifests in your head and they take advantage of that power mm-hmm. and that's the scary part about it that's why people don't understand and yeah like it's just it's scary cuz yeah it's just scary well cuz i remember when i watched when i watched that video with the George Floyd video. I remember watching that video and I was asking someone else like one of my other friends who was white. I'm like, "Did you see the video?" And they were like, "No, I, you know, I saw part of it, but I couldn't watch it, the whole thing because I can't I didn't I don't want to see that. I don't want to look at that." And I feel like I mean, I feel like sometimes people people don't really want to face the reality of what's going on and that there there that there actually are people out there in the world who are racist who are discriminating against people and i feel like some people just don't they would much rather be like you know like the lady i was talking to today i was talking to this lady and she was telling me she's like oh this you know the problem in our world is not a racism problem it's not with racism at all and i was like no i was like i think that the issue is that uh people who are in the black community feel like people who are white don't understand them. They don't feel what they're going through. They don't really care because that's that's probably what what it where it's coming from. And I was trying to talk to her and she was like, "No, you know, I can't talk about this. This is like just too much for me." And then she turned around and said that we should that that she's very Christian and that we need to look for look to God for everything. But I just it was just hard for me because I was listening to her and I was trying to listen to where she was coming from but I just I could under I could see that she just and I feel like a lot of people do that like when you want to talk about something it's easy to someone dismiss. else gets uncomfortable yeah yeah so I was just like you know cuz I, I I don't know I, I didn't and it was really it was really kind of awkward because I was I don't know it was just I was at my gym in the hot tub and she was really loud and there was a bunch of people and everyone started watching our conversation and then then she you know she was like well we just need to depend on god and god will do the right thing and this isn't you know it's not about racism and that's not what and i was just like okay you know cuz i was i was trying to talk with her but it's i feel like you can only try so hard to tell someone something mm-hmm. and then they just shut you down so it's like there's not really a point in me <laughs> trying to 
you know, yeah. convince her that this is the issue because she just, she's like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't deal with this. But, but then she said, you know, I, she said, I really like your podcast. I think what you did with you doing your podcast is great. You know, you're, you're trying to help people with that. So I feel like she, you know, she kept trying to change the subject. She kept trying to like switch what, like when I was trying to talk to her about it, she was like, well, I want to, you know, she kept changing yeah. it. But so she, I was like, oh, like, okay. but as you can see, she had empathy for you because yeah. you're white. If it was me in your shoes and she was coming mm-hmm. to me saying the exact same thing she was saying to you, it would have not been as like, oh, let me say this in a way that she's comfortable, but like, I'm still going to say my point across. She would have just said mm-hmm. it without having empathy. Like, I don't care. This mm-hmm. is how I feel. Deal with it. And it's mm-hmm. because people have become so comfortable. And I love that you say she's Christian because this is not just a problem in the white community. It's also a problem in the in the Christian community. As people who are Christian, we sit in church and we say, oh, yes, we love God. We love everyone of every color. But the same people who sit there in church are the same people who are at home saying they don't care about what mm-hmm. you see. Yeah. And to me, as a Christian woman, how is that a godly thing to do? You know? Mm-hmm. And that hurts me when I see Christian people who are so dismissive. Like, no, I don't wanna I don't wanna talk about this. This is how God would deal with it. I'm sorry, if you're a really true Christian, God doesn't come up and save everyone every two seconds. You mm-hmm. have to meet God halfway for him to conquer to finish the rest of the thing he doesn't do everything mm-hmm. for you he's like a parent he's not gonna sit there and just hold your hand the whole time through your whole life you know mm-hmm. and that's what people don't understand and i know it's a it's an awkward um topic but sometimes the most uncomfortable uh things to talk about are the best things to resolve it's almost like when you're in a relationship when you're getting in an argument with your partner, you don't want to talk about it, right? It's awkward. Like, I don't want to talk about, can we just put this under the rug and pretend like we didn't argue? Mm-hmm. But as time goes by and you guys are pretending, it, it builds up. The anger builds up. Because in the back of mm-hmm. your head, you're thinking, why didn't we talk about, oh my God, if everything that your partner's doing is irritating you, right? And then, like, a few mm-hmm. years later, you bring it back up. Oh, remember that one time? And then in your head, you're thinking, why didn't we just talk about it then and resolve it and deal with it? Mm-hmm. And then we can all move on. It's the same thing Black people are asking for. Why can't we just talk about this, resolve it, fix it, mm-hmm. and be happy as one? Um, I know there's a lot of people saying all lives matter. Yes, all lives do matter but at the same time for all lives to matter black lives have to matter first mm-hmm. and yeah that's go ahead sorry yeah I saw a picture so I saw a picture someone posted online that's that had one like a cartoon and one person said all lives matter and then there was another person who was saying black lives matter and then they compared it to another picture where someone got their leg cut and they were bleeding and then this another person said oh let me go help you and then another person who didn't have a problem with their leg was like what about me like why aren't you Mm -hmm. helping me and that what that really was to me really powerful because it basically showed using an example that everyone can understand like if your leg's cut and you're bleeding you need help you need help but if someone's leg isn't cut and they're fine they don't need help Mm -hmm. right now you know they don't so that's what i i that's how that's really what showed me and was a i thought it was a good picture because it explained it well for other people to understand because i know a lot of people who i see you know on social media who share things and they're like all lives matter and stuff and then i see and then people get mad and want to go in the comments and say like people are fighting with each other in the comments and i feel like the people who say that i feel like the people who say all lives matter don't don't understand and I feel like they don't um it's not that they're stupid it's that they're just they're dismissing they're just yeah they're they don't get it I feel like they don't because there was some stuff that I I remember when this first happened I was so upset I was so upset about so many things like I remember staying up 
after I saw the video of the murder of George George Floyd, I remember staying up that whole day till 5.30. I didn't get any sleep. And I just kept watching videos. People kept sending me videos. Watch, watch this video of all these protests. Watch this video of, you know, all, all these things, all these stores being broken into. And I just remember sitting there thinking I was upset because I was upset about so many things. I was upset about the fact that there's still racism out there in this country. And then I was upset for people who were having, and I had a friend of mine who actually made a video about this. She posted it talking about how we need to do something else besides burning buildings down. And I know you, we even talked about this. You said too, like you don't, you don't agree with looting and stuff like that. But I feel like when she did that, um, she got a lot of backlash. Well, not a lot. Yeah. She got somebody, there was someone who took her video and then posted it on their page and was saying that she's ignorant, all this, all this stuff about her. And I feel like we shouldn't be fighting with each other. That's the problem. I feel like people, everybody has their own opinion and I feel like everyone's always going to have their own opinion, but I feel like if we're going to attack each other and call each other names and degrade each other, then we're never going to fix this problem Yeah, because we can't. I mean, so. to piggyback off what you're saying, everyone has their own opinion. Yes, I get it. But at the same time, there's a right time to say your opinion. That's the difference. And mm-hmm. I remember explaining yeah. this to you. Um, because mm-hmm. I remember when you're saying why are people looting and and I was like Par- like Paris, I get it. You're you're angry. It's okay to be angry because this is happening in your community. It's happening. I also was also scared because it was happening in my town, and I live here mm-hmm. and I stay here. It's my home, and I was also afraid. But at the same time, I'm not gonna be quick to speak when angry, and that's one thing I I was mm-hmm. taught by my don't be so quick when angry to speak just take some time mm-hmm. to be quiet because there's a timing to say it you know if the person probably had waited a few weeks later to be like hey this is not the right way maybe you should do this then i'm pretty sure she would have not got a lot of backlash but then if you say it at a time when someone just died and you just watched the video and people are angry people are outraged people are emotional mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you come in and you're like, why are you doing... Of course people are going to attack mm-hmm. you. That's why I always yeah. tell people, it's okay to say your opinion, but there's a timing to do it, you know? And there's yeah. a way to do it. There's a way to say it. It's almost like if someone was um, sad, you're not going to be like, oh my God, why are you so sad right now? Like, this is just like, this is stupid. Like, oh, you can't say that if the person's like sitting there crying, you know? <laughs> You kind of yeah. have to wait until they calm down. And then you're like, yo, what's going on with you? Like, let's talk about it. Like, why are you sad at this moment? We're all out happy. You you can't just go in and attack mode. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing is everyone is so emotional. You know, everyone is angry. Mm-hmm. People are sad. People, people who are white are also pissed off because now it's like, oh, great, you're bringing this up. You know, I get it. But that's the beauty of communication, you know? We're not always mm-hmm. going to see eye to eye. But when you don't see eye to eye, you're able to come together and see as one. And it's the yeah. same as debate mm-hmm. class when you're in class, when ev- everyone has had debate class if you go to school. And in debate class, mm-hmm. not everyone sees eye to eye, right? But once you hear everyone's opinion, even if it's an opinion you don't like, you're able to understand, okay, how can we fix this or what's the solution? And I Mm -hmm. think that's what people need to understand. When someone speaks their part, yes, it's going to piss you off. Yeah, it's not going to... But then just be like, okay, okay, I see that you're angry about looting. What makes you angry about the looting? And it's like, well, I think Mm -hmm. this, this, and this. Okay, cool. So this... And then you can come in and say, this is why these people alluding oh by the way did you know it wasn't these people looting it was a group of anti people like people who are not even black mm-hmm. who are looting you know just educating mm-hmm. and i also had to do me and you also had this conversation remember because i remember you were so angry and i say paris mm-hmm. do you know that people in arizona who are looting are not even black they're white 
Yeah. No, I was so mad when I remember someone, people were sending me all of these articles and then I remember reading one of them and it was talking about a white supremacy group who was paying black people to do all these things and they're giving them money to go out here, hold signs and do and damage property or whatever. And I remember reading that and I'm, I'm sitting there just... And that made me really mad too, because it's like, it's just, it feel to me, it felt like, it just felt like they're, whoever this group is, whoever these people are, are trying to just pay black people to do things that, 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 that look like they're criminals or whatever, to make it look like they're doing stuff. So that way the media can put that out there on the media and the people can see that and say, oh, okay, so now we have people out here doing all this stuff and it's not it's not even it's not even yeah. real so i mean like even it's just i'm like everyone knows the youtuber jade paul he's yeah. the one who started the looting in arizona and it sucks because this is someone with money this is someone and and who has fame you know and when he did it mm-hmm. guess what his the whole jake paul uh like people who are his fans were backing him up oh because he he had yeah. to go to jail for six months so people were backing him up oh no uh let him go and i was like wow i wish black people got this support because if it was me who did the same yeah. thing they would be like nah throw her in jail you know and yeah that's, that's how you can see the crazy part about it it's like as black people were always being targeted as bad people and yeah. It sucks. I remember when I saw that with the whole Jake Paul thing and I'm sitting there and I'm just I'm I'm looking at that and I'm like, is this even real? And then I'm like, it is real because my brother knows him. My brother is a YouTuber too. So it's like he would tell me, he told me a story about him before and how he would was doing a prank on him at their at some kind of prank trying to sell their house to be funny, to get views. And I remember him saying that he does stuff like this just for views and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, I just thought it was so just disrespectful to use an actual legitimate issue that's going on in this country as a, as a time to let's exploit this and let's go do this so we can get some kind of attention. I feel like that's, and especially coming from a place where you you have money, you have fame, you have this platform. He has a platform. He could be using his platform to educate his followers and say, you know what? He could come out and speak out and say, this is not right what's going on in our country. And he could actually do that. And then the people who are following him could see that because the majority of his followers, just like my brother, are probably young kids who watch his stuff, who want to be like him who look up to him and I feel like if he did that that would be so powerful because that would probably start other other kids wanting to I want to make a channel and I want to make videos like this and I want to talk about how this is wrong and that would that would start a chain reaction because I feel like when you have this platform you should you should be using it to do something good instead of what can I do to get more attention or something like that. I yeah, just, I mean, I under, I mean, his yeah. brother used his platform for good, and you and um, yeah, like you said, how how can white people help? I white people should speak up when they see something going wrong. If so, a black person is mm-hmm. being mistreated at work, if a, if you see a black person um, being mistreated in the street, because what white people don't understand your voices are stronger than our voices when you guys speak you're heard when we speak we're silenced you know and Mm -hmm. that's what people um white people don't understand with you guys by our side speaking up it makes a huge difference like it is right now look at things shifting because white voices are speaking up and saying no this is not right because at the same time this is not our fight to fight mm-hmm. yeah because I actually talked to my dad about this I remember I remember after I talked to you I called him and I told him what you told me I told him I was like I was talking to him and I'm like could you can you believe that I'm like can you believe that 
she works in a neighborhood in a nice neighborhood and she's driving to work and she gets stopped a lot by police who they ask her if she lives there why are you here what are you doing and he was he just i mean he was disgusted too because it's that's the thing is he he's always known who you are like i remember like it's like it's so weird that you've never met him yet <laughs> like you've never met him talked, before but i always talked to him on the phone i know yeah i would always tell him about you and tell him about colleen and like how i remember because i remember being when i came to onj roberts i didn't know anybody i was like the new person i was the new kid and you and colleen were always very like so nice to me like you would talk to me you would have lunch with me i remember walking into the lunchroom and sitting by myself and eating by myself and i was like just i was scared i had i don't know what i just i think i don't know if i, I didn't have anxiety but i just i just felt like i didn't belong there and then you guys were like oh come have come sit at our table and then i was friends with you guys and i feel like you know when you told me you know this story of how um the story you told me about you said you were at at school and there was three white boys who were like following you and calling you names and like doing all this stuff and i just i i just got so yeah. mad because i'm like i don't i don't know why and it's like and what you said is true is they they don't they weren't born racist they had to have learned that yeah, from somewhere they had to have learned yeah, that yeah i mean like this is i was going to share this on your pod, 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 podcast my story um because i think sometimes people are so confused like Sandra, why is why are you taking this so emotionally? Because I've really been having a hard time for the past couple of weeks with everything going on. Um, to the point where I had to even take a break from Instagram because it was just too much for me, like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in high school, uh, there were these three boys. Um, they were known as like the rednecks of the school that's what people would call them and i i had like three classes with them and in each class they always had something to say to me why are you here go pick some cotton get out of our school <gasps> every day they would say this to the point where oh I my god these classes because i just didn't want to be seen with them and um there was one time i was wow. walking because uh, I used to take like a college class so I used to get off class earlier than everyone and so there was a time when I was walking to my lockers to go get my track uniform and the the school I went to was like a huge school Kettering Fairmont in Ohio and the, the gym mm-hmm. is separated from the s- school like there's a door and then it separates and it's another huge building so at the time that I was leaving this everyone else is in class so that means the gym area is empty and I'm walking and I see the three guys coming my way and in my head I'm already thinking oh crap because I'm just like I'm not in the mood for name calling and all this stuff so I kind of just played it off like I don't see them and I I'm like walking past them and the main leader I still like can see his face like it was yesterday but like he stops me and he says where are you going and I'm like oh I'm just going to my locker can I go by and he's like no didn't I tell you to go kill yourself didn't I tell you oh my god I'm supposed to be here why are you still alive why are you still here and I was just like man I just want to go to my locker can you just like let me go and he was like oh since you're not going to kill yourself let me do it for you so oh my god i literally had three guys around me pinning me to the wall i'm sorry and oh my then, god i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> and the guy proceeds to like choke me and he talked and i could breathe and at that moment I just thought to myself like this is it and this is like the last time I like this is the last time I'm on this earth and you could just the same the same look the the policeman had when he had his knee on George 
George's neck is the same look this boy had. You could tell he had no empathy. He had he didn't care. He had a mission. He had a he had a he. You could tell he just had a mission and he just wanted to like finish it. Like this is my goal and I'm gonna proceed to finish it. And you could tell in his eyes that it was just dark and so much hate and. In the back of my head, I was—I wow. didn't understand, like, why me, God? For the longest time, yes, I had other things happen to me in the past, but this was just crazy to me. Like, I never talked to these guys. I never knew these guys, but every day I was their target. And it was because I'm black. And on top of that, because I'm African, so that made them even more mad. And he just had his, his hands around me, choking me, and I couldn't breathe, and I kept saying, I can't breathe, please, I can't breathe, to the point where my voice is, like, slowly fading off, because I, I, there was no more air left in me, and one of his friends even says to him, yo, like, that's enough, you know, and he was like, I, I don't care, yeah. like, he just kept going, and at that time, like, one of the, the doors of the gym, like, slammed, and it kind of like startled him and he let go and um then he ran off and the the last words he said to me is like don't think i'm dying and he just left oh and at that moment i just knew like that was god because like the time i just was like blacking out like knowing okay this is the it i said god just give me one more like time on this earth because this is not the first time i've been attacked violently by people since i came to america and ever since then and since other incidents i've had i've just told myself if i'm here on this earth and i make it to 25 i'm gonna use my platform and my voice to share my story and fight for my nephews and make sure oh, my nieces or you know and make sure this doesn't happen to them and all this that's happening yeah. now it's almost like i'm so happy because this is what i've been praying for for years you know because i don't want anyone to go through what i went through white black indian mm-hmm. chinese that's not someone something someone should go through being stopped by a cop and mm-hmm. freaking out is something that someone should not go through we should feel safe like oh a cop stopping me oh, i hope it's just my life that's how we should feel not oh my god a cop mm-hmm. stopping me this is my life and that's what people don't get when i step out of those doors i have to check the way i dress because if i wear sweatpants and i'm mm-hmm. stepping out the door i'm a, i'm automatically judged i have to make sure my hair is a certain way i can't have braids in my hair because at work i'm judged if i i have to talk a certain way i have to like put up a different persona just to be safe almost like a shield and that's what people don't get when people say i don't understand why people are so angry you don't understand because you don't go through what we go through mm-hmm. on a daily we're constantly mm-hmm. watching our back i can't even jog outside because i'm paranoid like oh my god what if someone just like attacks me because of the color of my skin you know what i mean and mm-hmm. I had people come to me and say, so why do you live in a white neighborhood if you're so scared? I'm like, it's not about living in a white neighborhood. If I like this neighborhood, I should be able to freely live in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I shouldn't yeah. be having to watch my back or be scared and everything else. I should be able, I mean, I'm very blessed to have neighbors who are very kind to me and everything. But at the same time, I don't know if there's a crazy person across the street or like, two blocks away you know and or someone who looks at me and thinks of me as a target it sucks that you're always looked at like that i can't even walk into Mm -hmm. a gucci store louis vuitton store without being followed every two seconds i have to Mm -hmm. if i'm walking into a louis like the last time i walked into a gucci store and a louis vuitton store, i had to show them my cash for the woman to leave me alone because she just kept following me the whole time and i was like do you realize they could have been like five people who stole stuff because you're so focused on me (laughs) like the like your focus (laughs) is so much on me like what do you think are you think i'm that dumb 
to like steal something out of broad daylight like how dumb do you think I am you know and it's just it's this is something that has to change I just pray to God that people see what's happening hear people and and just make things change and people don't get like this is the big reason I don't want to get married and have kids because of what I went through I don't want my kids to go through it so I told myself you know what I just won't have kids but guess what my mom doesn't like when I have that attitude because she wants grandkids she's like I want grandkids and I'm like no because if they go through what I went through I don't want that for my child I shouldn't have to think like this you know it's just it's just so disgusting to me that like because everything you said to me and like I remember my neighbor told me that um one of the girl a uh, girl he's dating is half black and she was telling him that she has to coach her son on what to wear when he goes out he can't wear hoodies he can't she tells him what he can and can't do because she said she's so afraid that he can get killed and I'm sitting there and I'm like like that's why I'm so happy that I talked to you after this happened because everything has been making me so mad I remember every time someone sends me a video and I see anything that's going on or any kind of news story or any kind of YouTube video where a police officer pulls over a black person and then starts to beat them that makes me and I remember I was talking to Dan about this and he was like you know you shouldn't like why are you you know he's like why are you crying get you're getting so upset and I'm like because it's like I just I want it to stop I want it to stop and it's it's like why is it still happening why why it's 2020 and you even said this on your podcast I listened to that you put out when you interviewed um someone on your podcast about this I remember listening to that when you said that that it's 2020 and this is still happening it's still here and I, that's the the biggest thing that just makes me so upset when I like when you told me that story about those three boys who did that to you, I was just, I like, I'm sitting there like thinking like, why is this even happening? Why are people even doing this? To, and I, that's why it makes me so mad is that this even happened in the first place, that there was even slavery in the first place, that there was even Jim Crow laws and segregation and all this shit in the first place. And it makes me even more mad that there's white people out there who are white supremacists who think for whatever reason that, they're scared to lose their power and black people are below them. That makes me so disgusted as a white person to, to because I've had black people t- talk to me and tell me, you know, that they don't feel like they can, you know, tell me how they, their stories or their experiences because they mm-hmm. don't think I'm going to get it or they don't think I'm going to understand it. And that's the thing is I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to uh, relate 100% because I'm not black, but I can still hear where you're coming from and I can still feel that because I'm I'm we're all people. We're all human beings. We're all people. And people are capable of empathy and hearing someone else's story and listening to what they went through and then try and then taking what they told them and speaking about that and educating their kids, educating their friends, coworkers, whoever on this issue and just coming up with ways that we can fix this and improve this and make this better and make it make it so that people aren't scared to walk outside or get in their car and drive somewhere without being stopped by a police officer and worrying about you know what oh should I wear this or should I have my hair like this or should I talk like this and it's just, it's so ridiculous to me that people have to worry about that and then worry about that for their own kids that's that it's just ridiculous that you that you shouldn't be like that that's the thing it just makes me so mad that you you are living your life like this and you've had people treat you like that because of how you look because of where you come from because of your accent that it just pisses me off that there are people who think for whatever reason that they can talk to you like that because you're a black person or something like that it's just so it's that pisses me off like you being pissed off is a normal emotion you know and I always tell people like how you said when you're if you when you're talking to someone who's black and they say you won't understand to me that's a a, I hate when black people have that attitude I get it that you're tired of explaining and you don't see change but you can't have that attitude because not every white person is 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 um 
like racist or um, mad you know there's other people mm-hmm. who just also want to hear your side so they have a clarification to un- really understand what's going on and that's what we also have to do as black people is also just okay I'll sit here and explain you don't have to explain everything but just explain enough so someone mm-hmm. can understand I've also had um because I'm a medical assistant I've had um patients who are like I don't want you to touch me because you're black I've had that experience <laughs> and then I tell them hey if you don't want me to touch you guess what you won't live so you pick your life or no, yeah not touching you and they always say oh, fine you know what I mean and within that minute of me helping them I'm like talking to them hey how's your day I'm nice to them I don't get angry because they say that I'm nice to them and then they say you know what I'm so sorry I was rude to you you know why I was rude because when I was a kid we we had slaves at my farm so this is how they were treated I've had so many elder people who end up explaining to me why they think the way they do I had a maid like you so I I don't I don't understand how you became a medical assistant if this is a white person's job and I explained to them hey it's 2020 anyone can get this job you know what I mean like you don't have yeah. to be black or white or green or purple you can get the job as long as you know how to do it and I've I feel like I've changed so many people's mindset I've learned I've taught people to unlearn whatever they're so known to doing and that's what we also have to do as a society not just a black person even a white person can say hey did you don't you see why black people are mad and educate them educate your own people you know and that's the beauty of educating people and it sucks cuz in schools they don't teach this cuz they're also scared to bring up the topic um i remember the middle school mm-hmm. we both went to our history teacher used to be i think you were my i don't remember if you were in my class but i always used to complain why don't we talk about like real black history we only talk about a segment of it and then we're done you know and i was like how do you expect mm-hmm. people to learn about black people if you're not going to teach it and you know what he did he's like Sandra I hear you and he went to the principal he asked to change the curriculum and let me tell you how that school has had the different curriculum because i spoke up mm-hmm. you don't have to yeah. let wow. to make a change you can be anyone to make mm-hmm. a change look at george he's made such a big change and i say this other day i say george i wish you could see how much you've touched earth and what a big change you've made you god mm-hmm. made you born so you could leave a footprint on this earth and look at the footprint you've left people are fighting people can hear our voices now because of you people see and feel our pain and that's the beauty of this all you know and it sucks that we had to lose someone in that Uh, way but the the mm-hmm. outcome of it is now a positive outcome and i hate how people are trying to make this look negative this is not a negative thing at all mm-hmm. this is a beautiful thing because change is here change is coming and mm-hmm. i hope it sticks that's just my hope that it sticks yeah well yeah no i hope that i hope so too i hope more people You know, just I just hope that more people just keep having conversations about this and learning about this and the way that I mean even the conversation I had with you, you opened my eyes so much. So much. Like I remember I was so mad about so many different things and when I get mad, I get really emotional and I just I can be irrational. Like I I can just only see what I'm mad about and only focus on that and then you talk you talked to me and you called me and you told me these things that you've gone through and you t- you explained things to me in a way that I've never had them explained to me before and I've never seen it like that and you changed you changed my perspective. I remember hanging up that phone and I sat there and I was just like wow because I've nobody and that's what and that's exactly what you said before is that is that black people shouldn't give up and and give up on, you know, a white person who says, well, 
why are you so mad or what what why are you protesting why are you burning buildings down because when people say that stuff they don't understand they don't know maybe they're like to be educated mm-hmm. on that and the and you help me you help me understand way more than i knew going into that conversation because going into that conversation i just was so focused on you know what i would see on the media what i would see on articles people were sending me on what i would see in videos what i would all the buildings that i would see that are being burned down all you know stores that i would see being ruined that's all that i saw is just this these damages and all this stuff that was happening right here and i couldn't i couldn't see past that i wanted to but i i couldn't and you helped me see past that you helped me realize the bigger picture and the bigger picture is that we need to just all do our part to get this fixed get this mm-hmm. problem fixed and talk about it educate people donate join you know protesting that you know with going out and just showing people that we understand the issue we see that it's a problem and just the more people who do that i think the bigger the bigger that this movement will be and like like you said that you you know wishing that george was here to see this and see all the change that's already been made in a matter of weeks and even you were saying that it takes years for or maybe it years and years for things to happen or be changed or laws to be made and just now how in such a short amount of time the amount of stuff that has happened is amazing and i feel like it could keep it could keep getting better and i hope that it does so that everyone who's black doesn't get scared of getting pulled over by a police officer or get scared for their children or get scared of having children or get scared of walking around outside for no reason just because they're black and they feel like people might do something to them or just as long whenever this issue is i just want it to right. i just want it to stop that's really what i want and i and i think a lot of people want that too i just think the people who who don't they don't understand yeah, people, they don't people they don't hear what they don't understand and yeah you you're totally right and i i just i just hope that i just want to clarify things cuz i know you told me that a lot of your friends and obviously you have more life than me but i know you told me that like <laughs> a lot of your friends and people you're around don't understand uh why you're for the change you know and mm-hmm. as a black woman i just want to clarify this for people who don't understand this is not about black people want to be better than white people we know we just want to be able to walk like you guys walk. We want to be able to see our kids grow. We want to be able to grow old. You know what I mean? We want to be able to also live in a certain neighborhood, get a certain job without our color being looked at first. We want the same thing mm-hmm. everyone has. And I'm pretty sure sh- I'm that's not just going for black people. There's other races that are also dismissed when they want something. We just want to be a unity. Mm-hmm. That's all that we want and i just want the way my 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 family is is a beautiful family we're full of color i have white aunts i have indian aunts i have asian uncles i even have i have family who are cops in my family so when i speak i'm not saying oh my god i'm against this person this person and this person you know i'm pretty much just saying I want to all come together as one cuz for people who say they don't see color if you don't see color how do you see the beauty of the world how do you see the beauty of the trees mm-hmm. the flowers you should see color and that's how it should be mm-hmm. we should all see the beauty of our skin and the way we talk and culture and embrace that and come together as one it shouldn't be this person is better than this person. Oh, I'm just going to like assume that you're a gangster or the quoted by our great president. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> that shouldn't be the way things Yeah. Are, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. I, yeah, I agree with you 100%. But, you know, I just wanted to tell everyone who's listening, you guys need to go check out Sandra's podcast, Organically You. She just did a really good interview, like very, very good eye-opening interview called I Can't Breathe, where she interviewed Gabriel about the same topic we're talking about. So go check that out. And I just wanted to say thank you for you know, making the time to have this conversation no, th- with me. Thank you for having today. me. I'm sorry that it took hours of this conversation. Um, <laughs> I know. This is so long. I've never <laughs> I've never done I, this, yeah, this before. But, but I just hope yeah. that um people hear you and I just say thank I'm just thank you from the bottom of my heart for being such a good friend, um, for fighting for change and opening your eyes and ears uh every day you you speak out for me my heart is just like aching that i'm like god how did you bless me so much with such great friends and i'm just so blessed to call you my friend so thank you so much paris I love you and I you too. I'm so happy to have you as a friend, you know, for over 10 years. And, you know, just to have you come on here and share your story and share your experiences. And, you know, I know this is going to be eye-opening for a lot of people who hear who hear this and listen to this and see, you know, hear our conversation and I'm just glad that we we can make this happen. <laughs> <Thank> so <you. laughs>